teach this morning. I thank you for the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost. And I thank you, Father, that you are ever present in our midst. And I thank you that this seed fall upon good ground, good soil, and it bring forth a mighty harvest. And I yield myself to you, spirit, soul, and body, in Jesus' name, amen. I want to say hi to the church in Oregon. So, believing you're having a good service. Our nugget today, to enter into the joy of finding, we must enter into the pain of seeking. I know I do this different than pastor, to enter into the joy of finding, we must enter into the pain of seeking. I'm sorry, I said path, pain of seeking. Today we live in a technical world of information with thousands of new and vital information coming forth daily. It can be very overwhelming. Like when you get an iPad and you find out that it's outdated, and you need another one soon if you want to get everything off of it. Amen? Things like that can be, you know, that's, that's minor. With the ever-expanding horizon of information flooding our senses, it is almost impossible to evaluate what is needed at the particular moment of time. Amen? So what is the person to do? We can fall back what can we fall back on for reliable information my husband wrote this part so he added this part to my sermon of course wisdom must be taped into tapped into i'm sorry to get the right results that we need at the very instant it is needed we need the problem solver amen Turn to Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. Thank God we have the problem solver living in us. We have a visitor day. It's good to have you, Randy. How do you pronounce your last name? Fauché. Fauché. Are you French? Well, my ancestors were. Mine too, so. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's right. We might be related. <laughs> be funny <laughs> we're all related yeah. that's what I tell people y'all come from the same two people <laughs> you know people get real technical I don't know what you're talking about we all came from two people there was two Adam and Eve so um, Genesis 31 so if you don't like the people around you remember they're your relatives <laughs> it's the truth I mean People walking down the street are your relatives. Although we have been born again into a new, you know, another kingdom. But I always think about that, you know, when you... Oh, I won't go there. We won't soon get out of there. Okay, Deuteronomy 6. May as well laugh in church because there's not a lot out there to laugh at nowadays from what I hear. Of course, I don't watch the news, so that ended the... Whatever it was in that sermon I preached that week before, after Thanksgiving, ended it for me. It was just like, that's it. Don't listen to it anymore. Just, I'm going to, if you need it, I'll tell you. And he's real good about that. How many know that? 
<laughs> people go, what do you do? Pray. And we know that with all my prayer, I have served your father. Am I on the right one here? 31.6. I believe that's where I am. I, you know that I have served your father with all my might and power. No. I'm in Genesis. <laughs> like something's wrong with my Bible this morning. Not just my throat. There's nothing wrong with my throat. It's just serious. What happened? I don't know. I did find that during um, Sunday school or whatever we call it. Okay, I'm in 31 now, verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he is it, it is, he is, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Thank God. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. You know, you hear so many people that are afraid of, of so much that's going on today. If you're born again, there is nothing to be afraid of. Even if you had your head chopped off so you get to heaven. Amen. So, like I said this morning in early class, if, if, if every Christian, really, truly born-again believer that was in America would fast for three days, go strictly without food, we would see a change in our nation. But then I asked, how, how many do you think would really fast? And someone said 10%. I said, mm, maybe not. But then as I was thinking, I thought, maybe 10 but I've come to the point that we are moving right along in God's timing. You can get mad at whoever, but we all want to get out of here, right? We, the biggest goal that we should have is go out, win souls, heal the sick, cleanse the rep, lepers, <laughs> raise the dead, and cast out devils. Don't even raise me from the dead if I go before the Jesus comes. I plan on being in the rapture because I believe it's soon, but don't even, don't even, don't even. If you can't do it, if you can't do it in the first hour, then forget it. I already told Pastor that. Just let me go. I would come back mad. And some of you have seen mad. Be strong, courageous. <laughs> Be strong and contagious, that's good. Courageous and firm. Fear not, nor be in terror before them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Does that sound like he's telling you to fear? He's telling us to be courageous. Be courageous for your God who goes with you, actually, he goes in us. He will not fail us or forsake us. Hallelujah. What a promise. John 14, 16 and 17 and 26.
I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. And I will ask the Father, verse 16, He will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you forever. That he will remain with you forever. Hallelujah. So the comforter is going to remain with us forever. So you better get to know him while you're here on the earth. That's a sad thing. You know, people talk about things that have gone away with the disciples. We need to know the Holy Ghost. Can you turn that on me, please? Praise God. The spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. If you're a liar, then there's something wrong because we have the comforter, the spirit of truth in us. Amen. Amen. Whom the world cannot receive, welcome, take it to its heart. You know, people wonder, well, what's wrong with these people? Well, read this right here. The world cannot receive, welcome, take to its heart, because it does not see him or know and recognize him. But you know and recognize him, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. Glory to God. And verse 26. But the Comforter, Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, Standby, the Holy Spirit, whom my Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall, will remind you, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Now, you know, I found it, I taught a little bit, Oh, when we were up here, I don't remember when it was, but on Stephen. You know, before Stephen died, he told them everything. He went from the beginning to Jesus. The more he talked, the more, the angrier they got. The Holy Spirit brought to his remembrance everything that he needed to know. And the exciting part was Jesus stood up, he sits at the throne of God, stood up, and was ready to welcome Stephen. That's powerful. And so everything you need to know, the Spirit of God will teach you these things and tell you these things so you're able to go forth and teach and tell others. That is our job. How many know that? We aren't to just go out there and keep our zip, lips zipped because every person we come in contact with and talk to, we will give an account for why we did not tell them about Jesus Christ. You say, well, I, I don't, I just, I just, that's just not my duty. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You say, well, what if I get fired? You don't do it while you're at work. You take somebody to lunch or whatever. You know, you want to turn that down. But God will show you what to do. But like I shared before we went to Rama, I remember it was like probably in 78, I was at my table. I was folded the clothes at the table and I was folding everybody's underwear. When I'd come to, to Mike's, I'd pray over it and pastors and whatever. And the Lord said, you can't stand one minute of hell. And that kind of shook me up. I thought one minute, you know, I, there's times I thought I was having hell, but 
you can't stand one minute of hell, but people you come in contact with daily will spend eternity in hell. That shook me up. If I, I remember those words clearly. You couldn't stand one minute of hell, but people you come in contact with daily will spend eternity there. Eternity. And I, I, I think about that. One minute is nothing. I mean, look, don't look at your watch right now, but when you leave today, look at your watch and let it, if you have a second hand, let it go around a minute. That's one minute that you couldn't stand. But people will spend eternity there. And so it, let's go to Joshua 1 3. I think mean, this is a little hot on me. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to lose weight, but I don't want to melt right here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, darling. <laughs> Come on, Joshua. I know right where you are. You know, when we were at, at Rama, we had to, I don't know why we did a test on this, but they gave us a test. We had to write down every book of the Bible in order. I don't remember what it was I, I put. Was it first, second, third, fourth, fifth? I, I don't remember. John, something. Pastor started laughing at me. Okay, Joshua 1 3. Every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given to you as I promised Moses. You know, for those that you are, those of you at work, that might have a situation or a circumstance that, that you're going through or a problem arises or whatever, take this scripture. Every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given to you as I promised Moses. I know some of you in the room are in, 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 a te in the technical field. We have managers, we have people that are here that you're in charge of things, you're over things, you have to be on top of things. Take these scriptures today and use them and meditate on them. The ones that stick out to you, you know, if you're a sheriff or whatever, every place, you know, if, if you're out searching for someone, every place you go, like he says here, it's powerful. Every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that I have given to you, and I, as I promised Moses. As I promised Moses. So they knew. Get up and get ready because it's coming. Amen. Job 22:21. I love it when people say I'm just like Job. Oh, really? All this happened in nine months, they say. Job 22. 21. Acquaint, yourse acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God. Acquaint yourself with him. Agree with God. And show yourself to be conformed to his will and be at peace. By that you shall prosper and great good shall come to you. 
That's a powerful scripture. I'll read it out of the King James. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. We need to be, be so acquainted with God, with his spirit in this hour. We need, I mean, we need to be walking with the Holy Spirit and talking to him and listening to what he has to tell us continually. Amen. It's a continual walk daily. Hallelujah. Every chance you get, pray in the Holy Ghost, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, Jude. Every. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. Why do you think he said, I pray in tongues more than you all? Because he knew that he needed to pray in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, The Spirit knoweth your infirmities. That's body frailties and mind weaknesses. Praying in the Holy Ghost. It's not that hard. You don't have to yell it out loud wherever you are. Maybe you need to. That might change some situations. You know, it's really sad because the sad part is we Christians are supposed to be the bold ones here on the earth, not the weak, curled up, shrinking, fearful, news watching, believing what some person that is ungodly, not in the world, their own personal information, what they assume of a situation that's not what you're to listen to you're to listen to God and his word that's probably what I taught that day nobody can find the tape <laughs> Job 36 11 if they obey and serve him they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasantness and joy. Prosperity, pleasantness, and joy. All it says, if they obey and serve him, obey and serve. Obey and serve. Wives, obey and serve your husbands. Husbands, obey and serve. Well, don't, yeah. Listen to your wife once in a while. She isn't, she isn't an idiot. Most women spend more time praying than men, especially if they're housewives. I'm telling you. Listen, listen, but he's saying obey God. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasantness and joy. Pleasantness and joy. Amen. Jeremiah 35, 27. That's a book we all read all the time, right? 3527. And if you have my Bible, it's on page. Wait a minute. Dear, did you make a mistake? 
<laughs> it's the husband that you, God gave me. <laughs> Psalms thirty-five twenty-seven. Maybe that's it. it has to be because it's you have Jeremiah thirty-five twenty-seven B and Psalms thirty-five twenty-seven B. See if I don't type it, then I can I can slough it off, right? No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> we can, it's a, I probably did write it down, I'll tell you. It's very possible. I'll take the blame. You're gracious enough to type this for me. I'll take all blame. 3527. If you find a wife, you find a good thing. Amen? Amen. Let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my up, uh, uprightness shout for joy. You need to shout for joy right now. Just shout. God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your name. Amen. Be joyful. Smile. Get a smile. Get a smile on your face. Some of you look like you've been sucking lemons all week. I don't know. This, this I'm not going to have, we're not having, we are not going through whatever we're going through, sad and gloomy and whatever. You need to be joyful. I mean, how many of you, I, I never minded when my kids were having fun, but when they were arguing and carrying on, that bothered me. So 3527, let's, let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness shout for joy and be glad and say continually. This is what you're supposed to say continually. Let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. How many of you are saying this continually? You wonder why things aren't happening? That went over. <laughs> Psalms 46.1. I came to have fun in church today. I got two choices. <laughs> you have two choices in this world. You could be dull and boring or you can have fun and enjoy this life that God has given us, so been gracious to give us. You know, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine and a broken spirit drieth the bones. A merry heart, merry heart. What's a merry heart, Lord? When you think of somebody being merry, I just think of somebody that's happy all the time. It's your heart. It's a heart attitude. It is a heart attitude. And we have the choice. Amen? 41 or 46.1. Sorry about that. God is our refuge. And strength, mighty, impenetrable, impenetrable to temptation, a very pleasant and well-proved help in trouble. A very present and well-proved help in trouble. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We all know the world's in trouble. 
So he's our refuge. He's our strength. He's our help in trouble. I'm going to tell you, watch who you watch on Christian TV, too. You got to be real careful about what's out there right now. I think people, some people are going nuts. I won't say another word. 46, verse 5. Pray, pray for people. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her right early at the dawn of the morning. God is in the midst of you. Thank God. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. So, he's our refuge in our strength. A very present help in trouble. He's in the midst of us. The church. You can't be moved. Do not be moved. You know, in, and I'm going to go off of this for a minute in, oh gosh, I want, I'll go there later, Psalms 55, 18. He has redeemed my life in peace from the battle that was against me. He has redeemed my life in peace from the battle that was against me so that none came near me. For they were many who stove with, who strove with me. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> he has redeemed my soul in peace. You know, your soul is your mind, will, emotion, and your intellect. Where do those fiery darts come at? You know, I remember Fred Price years ago when I first got saved. Well, it wasn't when I first got saved. When, I, when we first got in the word of, when pastors started bringing tapes home, and I thought he was a lunatic when he did. But then I turned around when I needed to have surgery, and he brought in Kenneth Copeland's tape, um, it's your choice or something. The decision is yours. And puts it like where I can't reach it. And I was so mad. I'm like, I'm going to get up and tear this tape up, but I can't. And, um, but the more I listened, and then a woman from our church came out, and we, our house was not easy to find, and started giving me all the scriptures that were on the tape the next day. And so I was ready to get healed the next morning, even though I came to church, talked to the pastor, laid on the pew. I opened the scripture up and said, and, and just trust me, in the church I went to, they didn't do this kind of thing. It just wasn't. I said, I'm here to receive this. Call upon the elders of the church and for them to pray, you know, pray the prayer of faith and you will be healed and your sins will be forgiven. So then there, there was a, a word from the Lord. I'm the Lord that healeth thee. And thank God he listened to it and I got healed. But we need to really know that God is there. I didn't know those things. I was, I was what they call in Hosea 4, 6. My people are perishing for lack of knowledge because I was a baby Christian, did not know the word. 
But look at what he says, says here. He delivereth my soul in peace. And someone gave me Fred Price's tape. And if you can get it, it is probably the best tape on the mind that I've ever heard. And it's called, what is it? The Battle of the Mind? No. What is it? The Arena. The, arena, the Battle of the Mind. Okay. And I, got, I played that tape so much that I could practically preach that tape without the tape. That's how much I played it and listened to it. Because, like he said, when your mind is like a boxing arena. Before I was saved, I liked to watch things like roller derby and boxing. <laughs> the, real, the real wild, violent things. And um, I could... I could see and I could see okay our mind when we our mind is like in the middle of the ring okay or ring ring you know boxing ring and the enemy comes in there and tries to constantly go like this my favorite boxer was Cassius Clay I know he changed the name we won't go there but because you know how he did he would talk and he would talk to him he'd get right in their face and talk to him and scare him spitless well that's what we're supposed to do you're supposed to take the word and talk it right down the devil's throat, down his neck, and not shut up. Just keep it up, keep it up, no matter what. But you've got to know what the word says. You've got to know what scriptures there are pertaining to the situation that you're going through, and you cannot let up. And if it's something that's in your family and you know it, that it's part of a family curse, then you're going to have to take the word of God and stand on that word and you're going to have to go after him. You're going to have to pinpoint that situation and deal with it until it comes crashing down forever. Amen. But let me tell you, you'll have to deal with it and deal with it and deal with it until we leave this place because he'll keep trying to pop back up. How many ever go and went to Chuck E. Cheese or one of those things where you take it that whatever and bang all those things down and they keep punching back up at you? I don't know if they still have those things. I, I forget it. That's too frustrating for me to play with that stupid thing. If I'm going to play a game, I want to win. Pastor won't let me play Monopoly anymore. He refuses to allow it, ever. <laughs> I don't cheat, do I? Anybody's played with me? I don't cheat. You saying I cheat? I always win. <laughs> if you win, you cheat. Well, I don't care, whatever. But you have to, I don't, you can't, what do you think? I stand there and steal, the, I'm the banker and I steal the money? I never have. <laughs> One time. <laughs> One time. I did that with the, the partner I had, I said, I said, watch, I'm going to be the banker. I'm going to take some money. Yes, I did one time. And I did it where the guy could see it. And he said, you cheated. But I, that's the only time I ever did that. It is the only time I ever did that. You have to go home with me, so you've got to behave. So behave yourself. Yeah, well, my car's faster than your car. It is. Although I haven't he made sure he got a six-speed so I couldn't drive it, but maybe I'll go out one day and take it out. Okay, let's go. Um, where are we? We better get out of where we are right now. 
55, did we do 18? Okay, we're on 55, 22. Did we do 22? Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. In other words, cast your burden, but you got to release the weight of it. Wait, I'm going to cast my burden, but I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep part of this. I've had it for so long. Let me keep it. Let me just hold on to this thing. You know, have you ever seen little kids that had their blankie and their blankie keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller? And then they have a thing about this size and they, have you ever seen that? <laughs> I sucked my thumb till I was eight. My mom used to put this stuff on it <laughs> and um, I'd go and wash it off. That's pretty bad. Okay, so it says here, cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. He will sustain you. He will never allow the cons consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. What a promise. What a guarantee. The consistently righteous is the word, folks. You are consistently righteous. That's the word, okay? He will never allow the consistently righteous. He shall sustain thee. He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. Pardon? I'm not fishing. I don't fish. So do you want to come explain this with what you're trying to say? Cast your burden, right? right, cast your burden. So when you're fishing. Come here, honey. They can't hear you anymore on tape, so we're safe. This is going over, over wherever. To cast, to cast your burden, you can't go fishing. Because when you fish, you have a weight on the end of the line, you throw it out there, and when you bring it back, the weight's there all the time. But we're supposed to cast it out there and leave it out there. Got it. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. That was excellent. I told you to come up here with me, or I asked you to today. Okay. So, you just learned about fishing. Um, Psalm 68, 19. I never like to fish because number one, I don't like to be on a boat that sits still. I don't, I don't do well on that. Um, he's laughing because we went to Maui one time. We decided to take this this um, catamaran out to this island where they snork, snorkel and looks for fish. So we all dove over board, and all these fish came around us because we had this food to feed, and one bit me. And I said, I'm going to sit around here. They're going to start eating you. I'm out of here because some fish have teeth this big, and I've seen them, and I'm not kidding you. <laughs> and I got back on the boat. And so well, there was this other woman and I that were on the boat, and we were going, oh, boy. But so I don't, I don't, I don't like boats that stay still. I like fast boats, things that are fast. Okay, cast your burden on the Lord and he'll sustain you. He will never suffer the righteous to 
the consistently righteous to be moved. So are you consistent? Are you consistent? We've got to keep you consistent in our faith in this hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't even tell you how exciting it is to be a Christian in this time. This is the time everybody wanted to be a Christian and all the Christians nowadays are, oh man, it's so horrible. Think of this. This is the time that they all wanted to live in. The time when Jesus returned. Dun, da, 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 and we're out of here. And all most Christians are doing is griping and complaining. Oh, well, you know what? Look at the president and do the... I, just shut up. Okay. What, start looking at what God's doing. Yeah. Look what the Lord has done. <laughs> you know that, that old song? He healed my body. He touched my mind. <laughs> I'm probably getting this wrong. He set me free all the time. <laughs> okay, you should have helped today. <laughs> I'm going to go out and run around in my pool today. <laughs> Did we do 68? Oh, no. This is one of my favorite ones. 68, 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us down with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. One time I taught on this scripture and I had somebody get all gather. I kept handing all the plants to the person that we have in the joint. And they were full like this with all the plants. That's how he loads you down daily with benefits. Daily loaded with benefits. Loaded with benefits. You need to look for this. Blessed be the Lord our God who bears our burdens and carries us day by day. What in the world? How do they get that one out of that one? Oh well. Even the God who is our salvation. The Amplified missed a big part in this. Well, it's good. Blessed be the Lord who bears our burdens and carries us daily, even the God who is our salvation. I like closes down daily with benefits. <laughs> if I'm going to pick a version on this one, I'll pick the King, the King James Version. Okay. All right. Take whichever one you want. Um, Psalms 107, 23, and 24. I just want to laugh. I'll be honest. If I do, honey, just Get on and continue up here. <laughs> Have a party. Okay. Praise the Lord. Psalms. 107. 24. And 25. These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Is this the right one? They go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters to see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Praise the Lord. I don't know why I put that one there, but... <laughs> It's a good scripture. 
every word is inspired by God, so if you go fishing. I, when I read that, I was thinking of Jonah. <laughs> Have you ever thought about Jonah when, when, how disobedient can you get? God's talking to you and you turn around and go forget it. And um, so you go out on a boat and trouble comes and they throw you over and you're swallowed by a big fish. And I heard someone teaching on this, the bile in that fish that was so bad, how that fish wanted to get rid of this, this substance that was in it. And he was down there for three days and then it just puked him up on the shore. All that junk, can you imagine people looking at that? They were ready to hear about God. <laughs> can you imagine? You're up in Pismo, enjoying the beach. Hey, if God needs to send something like this in this hour, <laughs> some, some big fish floating up in, in New York, <laughs> and here it comes, go for it. You know, if things, I mean, they're, they're, we don't know what, God has in store in this hour and what he might do because some people are as bad as Nineveh, you know? I mean, bring it on. As long as you know you're right, pray. Pray for God, for souls to be saved. We are in the last of the last hours, I will tell you. And I don't need to read the paper or listen to the news to know that. Everybody says that. Never in my whole Christian life of 71 till now did I hear, ever hear everybody saying that. Everybody says it. This is the time to get it right and keep it right. Get it right and keep it right. What? Get it right and keep it right. Rosh Hashanah starts when in two weeks? We need to celebrate with the Jews, I will tell you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. That goes along with 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. You know, I probably, every one of you should be able to confess or repeat that scripture because probably every sermon I ever give has that in it. Casting down imagination, say it with me, casting down imaginations and reasonings and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Why do you think I was listening and wore out that tape? The mind, the arena of faith because my mind had been so polluted that I had to wash it with the water, washing of the water of the word. Seriously, I was constantly even either rebuking myself or rebuking the devil. I'm serious. I'm very serious when I first got saved. I knew I was saved. 
I had no problem with that, but these thoughts, it was like constant. And I had to do something. It was like, do it and do it now. And that's why that scripture is so, I mean, you have to take every thought. You want to go do this, don't you? No, I don't. The word of God says this. You want to do, no, I don't. No, I won't. I refuse. You know, who is it that got um, saved in the nut house? That's terrible. Rob Thompson. How many of you have ever heard of Rob Thompson? I mean, if you get saved and or delivered in the nut house, you know, and like he said, I had to take every thought captive and take it. I literally, he said, I literally had to walk it to the Lord. Take that thought and walk it to the Lord. Walk it to the Lord. And you know, in counseling, the counseling that I've done for, oh, I don't know how many years, that's what I try, that is the main thing that I try to teach people to do is to take every thought captive. It's like Alcoholics Anonymous. You're going to be an alcoholic if you confess every time you go to a meeting, I am an alcoholic. Dear God, I mean, they sh somebody needs to teach them how to confess the word, not to a higher power, but the word. If you keep telling yourself you're an alcoholic, you're going to be an alcoholic. Think of it. You keep telling yourself, I'm free. By, I'm free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So, but you have to get this thing to line up. And so you have to wash it. It's like those old washboards that they scrubbed. I felt like my mind was going through a scrubbing with the word. Hallelujah. So Proverbs 8.21, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance and I will fill their treasures. Treasuries. <laughs> Proverbs 8.21, let's turn there. You should know this one by heart. This is one you need to know by heart. People are running around saying there won't be any money. Well, I think about the children of Israel. They didn't have any money. They didn't have anything. Before they left, what did God tell them to do? Go out there and borrow all the silver and the gold from the Egyptians. And you know they had a lot of it. And they gave it to them. They're slaves. They were their slaves. They gave it to them. That is the if, if you ever want to see the power of God, that's the power of God. Your slave comes and asks you who has everything to give you all, the, all your gold and all your silver. And then they left and there wasn't one feeble amongst them. Do you think there's going to be one feeble in heaven? No. You know, people need to read and study these scriptures and look at these and say, wow, God, if God be for me, who can be against me? 21, that I may cause those who love me to inherit true riches, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord formed and brought me wisdom forth at the beginning of his ways before his acts of old. Hallelujah. Think of this. 33, hear instruction and be wise and do not refuse or neglect it. Hear instruction and be wise 
and do not refuse or neglect it. Hear instruction and be wise and do not refuse or neglect it. You know, when the last, and I've shared this with all of you, when the last election came, and it was over at 8, I looked at Pastor and I said, okay, we need to prepare the church to be ready for the rapture. This is it right now. That's, that's you know, that's our job right now. That is it. Was I surprised? No. Not at all. You can't let yourself get surprised at things. Because you know what surprise will do? It will make you begin to question. When you start questioning where was God in this or where was this or what, you know what I mean? Those are reasonings. Casting down imaginations and reasonings. It's this simple. John 10.10. Kill, steal, or destroy the devil. Life and life more abundantly, God. It's that simple. Take a blackboard in your mind, put a line down it. Kill, steal, destroy Satan. Life and life more abundantly, God. You don't need to question it. It's that simple. John... Um, Proverbs 16, 3. Commit your works to the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. Commit your works to the Lord. Everybody in here works. Some people think I don't work, but I do. Um, commit, con, let's turn there. Proverbs 16, because this is an excellent scripture for all of you to confess over yourself before you go to work. Commit your works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. Established and succeed. So shall your plans be established and succeed. I don't know about you, but I'm a planner and I, I, pastor knows. I journal every day, every day, every day. For a reason. Because I want to know what God's saying. Think about this. This is really, you know, I can't say every day I put down what God says, but this is what we should do every day. What'd you get out of the word? You know, people, some people race through the Bible through the year. And then I ask them, well, what'd you get today? I don't know, but I, I'm, I read that much. That's not how God wants you to read the Bible, folks. He wants you to take it, read it, meditate upon it, learn it. Every time you sit down and read the Bible, you should be able to pick something out of what you got, write it down in your journal, and you'll see how, how much you're growing. You know, so many times people feel like, I don't feel like I'm growing very much. But if you do that and you journal it, you'll see how much you're growing. 
and that's important. Okay, Proverbs 22, 29. Well, I thought this was going to be a two-parter. Are you learning anything? I hope so. Three of you learned something. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm in Isaiah, of course. <laughs> okay, I'm kicking back. I'm not going to rush around trying to get us out of here right at noon, so you may as well know it now. Just take your watch off, sit on it. Don't think about what you need to eat. Proverbs 22:29. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings and he shall not stand before mean men. That scripture is for you, Terry. Right there. Take it. So the Lord told me that scripture. I mean, it's for all of us, but that scripture is for you. Proverbs 22, 29. Do you see a man diligent and skillful in his business? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Hallelujah. It's for all of us. But I want you to know that's for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isaiah 41, 13. You should be able to ram this stuff down the devil's throat today. This, these good scriptures, you should be able to take it and just like a battering ram. How many watched that movie, Elf? Remember when they go out and the little brother, they, the people are throwing snowballs at him? Remember that in the movie? I like the movie Elf, so. Um, and he, he says, start making snowballs. And they made all these snowballs. And he just started pitching, boom, 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 boom. That's how you're supposed to be at the devil. If you didn't see the movie Elf. either see it or think of just he was throwing snowballs so fast and he could throw them far real far so it doesn't matter how far off that voice is you can get at it with the word with what I've given you today you should be able to take all this word this week and go for it I mean really go for it Isaiah 41 13 did I do that one Okay. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. I am the Lord who says to you, fear not, I will help you. I will help you. He holds your right hand. Fear not, I will help you. Many remember when you were a little kid and you had to be walked across the street by, you know, it's funny. When you're a little kid, you have to be walked across the street by your dad or mom or whatever. When you get old, you have to be walked. You see old people being helped across the street. <laughs> Praise God. God's always there to help you. I just thought about that, you know. Again, I, my mind sometimes. 
4117. He bugs me sometimes when I teach, and I never do that to him. <laughs> we can all laugh. Most of you don't know Pastor Dave, but he's really funny. He's really funny when he gets drunk in the Holy Ghost. 4817. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way that you should go, who teaches you to profit and leads you in the way that you should go. Teaches you to profit. Teaches you to profit. So, to me, what that's saying to me is, God is going to teach me, teach me. So I need to be taught this. I need to be taught how to profit. Thus says the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord God who teaches thee to profit, who, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. So, many times you hear voices. Well, I hope you don't hear a lot of voices. <laughs> If you do, call me this week. <laughs> we'll take care of it. Um, you might hear, you should do this or you should do that. You know what I mean? When you're undecided. God will teach you. He will, he, he will show you. We'll cast that thing out of you. He will show you which way to go. But you can't rush. I mean, you got to wait on him so he'll show you which way to go. He teach, you know, you can't just expect a kid to know how to clean the house and make the bed and, and cook and all that stuff. Or a poor wife that, you know, there were, they, you know, they had cooks and things. My poor ex-husband, <laughs> I was making pork chops for him, and I thought you were supposed to do them rare, real rare. Thank God my mom came over and she goes, what are you doing? That's not supposed to be bloody like that. <laughs> Luke 6, 38. Hey, you're lucky. I knew how to cook by the time you got me. <laughs> oh, no. I will decide if this tape goes out. Luke 6, 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Give. And gifts will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will they pour into the pouch formed by the bosom of your robe and used as a bag for which, in other words, a purse, okay? For which the measure you deal out with the measure you use when you confer benefits on others, it will be measured back to you. I think of it as my purse, okay? At the end of the year, do you take your tithing record and you look at it? I do. I wanna see, what did you do? How much did you give? And then try to do more next year. How many do that? And do you stand there and, and, and remind the enemy of what Malachi says? 
Okay, we only have um, three more. John 15, 17, I can't promise that, but according to this, we have three more. John 15, 17. I take our paste doves, I take that, and, and don't forget if you have bank accounts, your interest, all that stuff, you know, your, you know, I told you one time out, God said you're not tithing. I said, what do you mean I'm not tithing? He said, you're not tithing. He said, I said, I said yes, we are. <laughs> he goes, no, you're not. He said, you're not tithing off the interest on your bank accounts. This was years ago, okay, folks, you know, and I went, whoa. And I had to go back and, and, and deal with that. I mean, he, if you don't think, he's a Jew, okay? <laughs> he see, if he knows every hair on our head, it's harder to keep track of hair than money, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> if he knows every hair on your head, then he knows your money. Okay? No, I'm not going to say anymore. John 15, 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask whatever you will and it should be done unto you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you abide in me, my word abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Thank God. What a promise. But there's an if you. If you Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. According to his riches, his riches, his, not the world's, forget, forget that, his riches. So even though we're in the world system, we're out of the world system, we're in his system. You understand what I'm saying? You, you have a choice. You can sit here and think, I'm in the world system and I have to concern myself with what the world says and all this. That's why I don't listen to what the world says. We need to get over on this side and concern ourselves with what God's word says. And he has given us enough word this morning to let us know what he says to counteract whatever the world is telling you. Amen? I mean, think of this. 3 John 2. If you ever get a note from me, it'll have 3 John 2 on it. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. As your soul prospers. You know, I'm going to go on a little bit further on this one because I'm still in the scripture, so we can't move. Go say I, I lied. <laughs> you lie and you cheat. <laughs> oh, gosh. Third John 2. Let's look at what he said. This always excited me. In fact, verse 3, I greatly rejoice when some of the brethren from time to time arrived and spoke so highly of the sincerity and the fidelity of your life as indeed you do live in the truth the whole gospel presents. I have no greater joy, verse 4, than this, to hear that my spiritual children are living their lives in the truth. 
Hallelujah. So this, this scripture to me has always been a really powerful scripture. It says, Behold, I pray that you prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. In fact, I greatly rejoice when some of the brethren from time to time arrived and spoke so highly of the sincerity and fidelity of your life as indeed you do live in the truth, the whole truth the gospel represents. Then he goes, I have no greater joy than this to hear that my spiritual children are living their lives in the truth. You know, for me, that right there, for me as one of the pastors, breaks it down, what my desire is for you. Right there, those three scriptures. Right there. Wouldn't you say that's for you too? They live in the fullness that, that God is. You know, before the foundation of the world, God spoke, thing, spoke things into existence that we were to do, and he wants us to do them. And he's made a way for us to do them. The sad thing is many people have had, I'll put this nicely, other people come to them and tell them, this is what you're supposed to do. Some might have been parents, some whatever, and they deal with guilt because of someone else's dream for them, they didn't accomplish it. I find that many times in counseling. Their parents' dream, they didn't accomplish. And so they felt that there had been a failure all their life. It's what God spoke into existence over us that matters. And as we take the Word of God and allow the Word of God to become a part of us, then we see his full plan open up for that that he has called us into. And we can just walk forward in it. And we don't want to turn to the left or the right because we know that we're walking totally in the fullness of the plan that God spoke into existence for us. And so that's my prayer for you this week. I thank you, brother, for coming this morning. Everybody will greet you in the, in the foyer. If any of you want to stay in and worship the Lord for a while, there will be music. But remember, take these scriptures this week and stand on them and remember, elf, go at the enemy. <laughs> take them. Some of them never, it's short, Laurel, I'll show you the movie. Some of them have never, have never seen it, but he would take, he'd take those snowballs and throw them so hard that it knocked everybody out. Well, that's what you're supposed to do with the word. You're supposed to take him at the devil and knock him down. Keep him down. He's under our feet. Don't let him up here whispering. Keep him under your feet. Having spoiled principalities and powers, Jesus made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Father, I just pray over this entire congregation, the one in Oregon, I pray for all those that hear this. Be blessed. Get ready. Because we're out of here soon. And be grateful. Be grateful. My prayer is for this church that they walk in the word of God this week. And that signs and wonders take place 
everywhere they go, every place their foot, every place that, and everything they put their hand to shall prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah.